What came first, numbers or letters? Are sticks, trees, bones? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Welcome back to This Paranormal Life. This is the weekly comedy podcast where every Tuesday we investigate a different tale, a different beast, a different claim, and come to the conclusion within the hour as to whether or not it's truly paranormal or not. As always, you are joined by professional paranormal investigators, Kit Grimalvena, that's me, this guy across from me, Roy Powers. How are you doing today, Roy? I'm doing fantastic. Fun fact about This Paranormal Life, it is the only podcast that just by listening to it, you could be involved in a class action lawsuit. This is some illegal, highly dangerous material that we're spewing out on the internet, folks. Welcome to the jail cell. On This Paranormal Life, we do not like to uh, mess around at the top of the episode. We like to get stuck in to today's investigation. Ready to go? I am 100% ready to go. Not a thing in the world that could distract me. Let's friggin' I'm ready to get fired up. That's amazing. Well, let's dive right in. I don't even want to talk about the fact that this morning my boiler exploded in the house. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would explain. Let's get straight into that. (laughs) That would explain. I mean, you are soaked up to your knees. Oh, yeah, brother. Uh, just flooded the entire house then. Not that I want to get bogged down, but... No, no, no. Well, I am bogged down, quite literally. My my house has become somewhat of a swamp overnight. It was pretty incredible. I uh, awoke at uh, 3 a.m. last night to an earth-shattering explosion. Thinking it was something from my dreams, I went back to sleep. Then I had a series of dreams later on in the night that I was drowning. <laughs> Little did I know, that was a reality too. You mentioned it's like a swamp, and your house is quite a lot like a swamp already. You have a pretty substantial amphibian and lizard collection. Of course. So these yeah. guys presumably broke free. Yeah, they did break free. I'm starting to think they were the ones that f***ed up the boiler to begin with. That this was kind of their plan to take over right. the ecosystem. This is a Finding Nemo jailbreak. Right. But as you said, who cares about my boiler? Who cares about, frankly, the thousands and thousands of pounds worth of damage that it caused overnight? It's time to talk about the paranormal. You're damn right, Rory. No one cares about us. They only care about the stories we tell. It's Friday night in Leighton Buzzard, Bedfordshire. The date is 12th of October, 1979. Local tradesman Roy Fulton is leaving the pub after a rowdy darts match at around 9.20pm. He starts up his van and begins to head along the familiar journey home. Leaving the lights of the town behind, soon he's driving on a remote country road called Pedder's Lane. There are houses on that road now, but looking at Google Street View, they look pretty new, so it's safe to say at that time it was the absolute middle of nowhere. Should he be driving home after a rowdy night at the pub? <laughs> it seems like a euphemism, doesn't it? Yeah. A rowdy, glug, glug, glug night. Roy notices a man thumbing a lift at the side of the road. He's dressed smartly, in dark trousers, with a white shirt collar poking out under a knitted jumper. He looks to be about 20 or so, and at first glance, seems pretty harmless. Personally, this is where I lock my door. Things have changed since 1979. We're scared now, as a society. I'm not taking any chances with guys on the side of the road. It doesn't matter how trustworthy they look. Even if it was David Attenborough himself, I'm not stopping. Right. Yeah, 1960s, 1970s, that was probably maybe peak hitchhiker scene, right? Like, that was... 70s was like hippie movement, wasn't it? Or was that 60s? Uh, 60s, 70s, yeah. 60s, 70s. You know, that's where it's like, hey... Summer of love, 69. Exactly. A stranger's just a friend you never met, brother. (laughs) Unlock the car. Let's go for a ride. That sounded threatening. I didn't mean to come off that. 
Stranger, uh, stranger is the friend you never met. Also, I need you to hide this acid up your asshole <laughs> while we go through this police check. What? Is that still David Attenborough? <laughs> it was in the 60s. Where you headed, lad? Dunstable? Tottenham? But the man doesn't reply. Instead, he simply points straight ahead. Roy isn't phased by this. He figures the kid's probably shy. He can go a bit further before trying to ask again. They drive in comfortable, manly silence for around a mile, at which point Roy needs to know which way to turn in order to get the man where he needs to be. I don't know if you feel like talking yet, lad, but you've got to tell me where you're headed. I've got to turn off home now. He glances over at the passenger seat to ask directions, and his heart stops when he sees there is nobody else in the car. It could only have been a couple of minutes since this guy climbed in. He seemed completely normal to Roy. Sure, a little quiet, but uh, nice and neatly dressed. The interior light even came on when he opened the passenger door to climb in, but he had somehow vanished into thin air. Whoa. Roy wasn't sure exactly when the man disappeared, but he sure as hell wasn't there now. Nicely dressed as in like a suit and tie, not like a 19th century... <laughs> peasant's garb <laughs> Roy had never seen Tokugawa era samurai armor before but he was amazed to see it glittering in the back of his car what are you doing in this situation Rory are you saying you hallucinated after a bad burrito earlier that day or are you telling everyone you know about your paranormal experience oh I don't know I feel like I mean red flags already driving home after a rowdy night at the pub <laughs> That's already, you're already doing things you shouldn't be doing. I feel like anyone you tell about this story, you'd already have to change the facts. You'd have to say, I was driving home from church, a <laughs> late night prayer session. I was driving home from feeding the poor at the soup kitchen. You got to tweak that story a little bit if you're going to claim that you witnessed a paranormal event. Right. You got to swing on your way to the police station, swing by a garage and get some flowers and claim that you're bringing them home to your wife exactly uh, when you yeah. saw the boy uh call me naive but i never garnered that on first read i was like i don't know people who live in the country they that's the only place to hang out is the pub right and they all gotta drive but i didn't put two and two together this was maybe after a couple uh tequila <laughs> slammers and uh rounds of darts if you see a ghost on a regular night that's pretty spooky and paranormal if you see a ghost after necking several turbo shandies and then drive home swerving side to side down a dark road i don't know if that's paranormal i'm just imagining him now stopping at the side of the road for a tumbleweed that's rolling along <laughs> going why hello well-dressed young man why don't you jump in roy sitting there like you've got to tell me where you want to go lad I i'm gonna go home now the bartender's like roy you're still on the bar stool you, you haven't even you're not in your car yet <laughs> He's pretending to drive. Bloody clutch is about to go and all. Well, thanks to Roy, we now know about this because he did tell the local press. The Dunstable Gazette published the piece four days later and crucially, they discovered that a few years previously, a young man had been killed by a drunk driver on that very same road. If you're Roy, you must be freaking out when you hear that, right? Yeah. Or does this all feel too much like coincidence to you? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, at the very least, you shouldn't be drunk driving down the same road a drunk driver <laughs> killed a dude three years ago. 
<laughs> that I mean, ghost is probably waiting there, punching his hands, just waiting for a drunk driver to come down. Yeah, at that point, you're either worried that it's the same ghost or you're thinking that you've somehow traveled back in time and you're the drunk driver. <laughs> right. Did I kill the boy? I think most people have heard this kind of story in some form already. Usually a young woman hitches a ride home in some guy's car and leaves her jumper in the car. When he goes to give it back, the old lady that answers the door tells him that her daughter's been dead for 30 years. But what if this phenomenon is real? That ghosts can manifest and be indistinguishable from humans for a brief moment, only to disappear altogether? Well, it turns out this is a well-known legend for good reason. There are lots of reports of this happening around the world, and they go back even further in history. Jamestown, North Carolina is home to the legend of Lydia. The ghost of a woman is said to haunt the underpass of a railway bridge. It's said that she waits at the side of the road, attempting to flag down passing cars. She wears a white gown and waves her arms in panic to get motorists to stop. She was first sighted in 1924 when a student picked her up and drove her home. Yet, you guessed it, when he got out to open the rear door for her, she'd already gone. Hmm. So this case actually attracted the attention of two paranormal investigators already, Amy Greer and Michael Renegar. Amy Greer, not sure any relation of mine, but I appreciate it. Hopefully we come from a long line of paranormal investigators. They looked into the local records to try and find Lydia, but after filing through countless obituaries, they couldn't find a match. However, they did find one entry in the Greensboro Patriot newspaper about the death of one Annie Jackson in a car accident on the same road only four years earlier. Miss Annie Jackson, a young lady of this city, met almost instant death last night when an automobile in which she was riding turned turtle on the High Point Road at a point about three miles from High Point. (laughs) There's no way that makes sense. It turned turtle (laughs) three three (laughs) points from point point? The... That's not a real sentence. It's like a tongue twister. (laughs) At the High Point Road at a point about three miles from High Point. (laughs) I don't know. The language was a little more flowery back in the day. This feels like a weird math test. (laughs) Where it's like, you know, if if a train leaving Houston at 60 miles per hour stops to pick up a ghost at High Point. What point does it turn turtle? (laughs) Annie and her gal pal, Nettie Lethko, were out on a double date that night. Nettie was up front with James Hutchison, who was driving his dad's Chrysler. Annie was in the back seat with Charlie Cross. Slightly scandalous, as both the men were married to other women. Suddenly, James lost control of the car on the wet road, and it rolled over so violently that Annie was thrown from the back seat and landed several meters away on the curb. Oh, jeez. That's not how you want to go, is it? Sinning? <laughs> sinning at 80 miles per hour yeah. that's the most devilish thing you can do you don't want to be you know you don't want to die in the mcdonald's car park eating a burger at like 4 a.m like doing the thing that you don't want people to know you're doing exactly yeah oh god that's awful james stumbled away from the crash and went to look at annie's body when he saw how badly she was hurt he was filled with dread he was out driving late at night with two unmarried women and he had killed one of them James snapped out of his daze when he saw the headlights of another car approaching in the distance. Then he panicked and ran for his life, or at least his freedom, like the rat card he is. Wow, what a scumbag. Thankfully, the police caught up with him a few days later. Our paranormal investigators, Amy and Michael, were convinced they had found their ghost hitchhiker, the legend of Lydia. 
Right, right. The woman who passed away in this brutal car crash. And for sure, if you had been Annie and your friend betrayed you that badly, you would definitely hang around and become an angry ghost, doomed to haunt this road forever seeking help. Wait, who betrayed who? Uh, the driver. He turtled the car. <laughs> It sent the the innocent lady flying. She died, and then he ran like a little bitch and got caught by the police. Yeah, the hard, hard turtled sounds like this is a game of Mario Kart, and they were <laughs> they were red shelled around a corner and spun out into a tree. Yeah, sadly, he shot a green shell into a into a wall. It bounced straight back and turtled the car. But I know what you're thinking. How can Annie? be our ghost in the legend of Lydia. Amy and Michael must have had a heart attack when researching Annie's sad story and diving deeper into her past when they realized her middle name was Ludia. <laughs> Annie okay. Ludia Jackson. And to be fair, they were so convinced they had this paranormal case solved that they wrote the book Looking for Lydia, the 30-year search for the Jamestown Hitchhiker. And if anyone is actually curious about where this took place, uh, you can find it on Google Maps. Uh, it's down as Lydia's Haunted Bridge. You gotta love a paranormal investigator that just kind of kind of figures out roughly what might be going on and then pretty much writes the book, <laughs> ca cashes the check, and bounces the f*** out of there. No solutions. Right. No way to resolve the issue. No proof. Lydia looks like Ludia. That's a hundred grand, please. Yeah, all you did was find the woman who could be the ghost. You didn't prove the ghost exists or anything. Well, what do you think, Roy? Isn't it pretty cool that in both our cases so far, we've actually got records of deaths that correspond with the hauntings? Yeah, I guess. Look, that's exactly what you want to find a ghost, to have a death linked to the location where the ghost was found. That's what you, anytime you're looking into a haunting case, that's what you need. It's a minimum. Exactly. Yeah, you got to look back in time and try and find someone who was killed around this location that would have a reason to come back in ghost form. Yeah. And you, you know, you can really find any excuse. If, <laughs> if, if someone saw a ghost in a subway and then you're like, hey, there was actually a dude who came back here like three years ago. Uh, I think he died eventually, but I once gave him a foot long sandwich and he wanted mayo and I actually gave him mustard. Yeah. I think he's back. I think he's making footlongs in the middle of the night by himself. And we're going to have to leave out a lot of mustard to appease the gods. That's all you need. Little excuses like that. And, and you've, you've pretty much wrapped up your case. And, you know, it's a problem we come up against surprisingly often. We go to the haunted Toys R Us in California. And I don't know, they're claiming that there's the ghost of some Native American burial ground folks there. And it's an amazing story. And then you look into it and no one can ever prove there was a Native American burial ground. The, uh, the weird thing with this story is why do they want to lift? Where are they going? Where does yeah. a ghost go? Yeah. Well, I think this falls into the camp of ghosts that maybe don't even know they're dead. And they're stuck in a kind of time loop of, uh, ah. you know, Lydia is out there on the road continually you know, looking for that ride home because she's stuck on this road, doomed right. to haunt it. God, that's terrifying, isn't it? It is a bit. Imagine being a ghost, not knowing you're a ghost, so you you can't even utilize your ghost powers. Bullshit. You're I still know. like trying. You're still going to the bathroom and trying to do like <laughs> your stretches in the morning to keep your body limber. You're made of f 
dust. You're a floating ball. You don't need to stay limber. You don't have to pee. You could just transform into a butterfly and <laughs> yeah. go to space if you wanted. Oh, that's brutal. And it is pretty fascinating that in these cases, these ghosts don't look like ghosts, apparently. You know? Right, right. They're, they they, look they, like just they get into the car as a hitchhiker and people are, for all intents and purposes, convinced that they've got a real person in there. I think these are pretty fascinating stories, but admittedly, the legend of Lydia is almost 100 years old. However, you may be surprised to hear that some of the most famous cases of phantom hitchhikers are shockingly recent. In 2011, Japan suffered the tragic Tohoku earthquake and subsequent Fukushima nuclear disaster. The combination of this magnitude 9 earthquake, tsunami, and Chernobyl-level nuclear event devastated the region and tragically killed almost 19,000 people. During the year after the tragedy, the taxi drivers of nearby Ishinomaki started having some unusual encounters. One driver described picking up a woman wearing a coat at the train station downtown. Good evening, sir. Please can you take me to the Minamihama district, she said. The driver was puzzled by this request. That region suffered the worst damage of anywhere in the city. It had completely washed away. The Minamihama district? Are you sure? Don't you know the whole area has been destroyed? The woman fell silent as if she was deep in thought before quietly asking, Have I died? Whoa! The driver turned his head in alarm only to see she was gone. That's crazy. My, the hairs of my arm were standing on end reading that story. Isn't that horrible? That, yeah, my God, that's terrifying. So wild. I mean, just on this topic of like ghosts potentially not knowing they've died. That's super scary. That's got to be one of the most terrifying things someone can ask you. Yeah. <laughs> in in yeah. any setting ever. Yeah. If, if you're at like the, te- the, the, the <laughs> checkout for your local supermarket and you're like, all right, can I actually get some help over here? And the guy is just standing behind the register, not doing anything. You're like, excuse me, sir. I'm trying to get, buy some beer here and I need, you need to come see the IDs. You're going to prove it. And if he just slowly cranes his head towards you and says, have I died? Yeah, you you better hope you're in a dream. You better slap yourself awake. I don't need the beer all of a sudden. I'll just... I'm quite sober as it is. This story legitimately gave me chills when I first read it. It's, It's just so sad. But the reason I bring it up is because this is a legitimate paranormal phenomenon all of its own. At least eight different taxi drivers from this one city were interviewed by a grad student of Tohoku Gakuin University and had a story just like this. All the passengers were quite young, and crucially, every driver has the incident recorded in their logbook as an unpaid fare. That means they didn't black out or dream this, they actually made those journeys. And then had to account for why no one paid them. Wow, that's really spooky. I will say there are videos online claiming to have caught these encounters on camera, but from what I can find, these are mostly all debunked as hoaxes. And okay, that might be a little disappointing that the videos aren't real, but I do think it's very fascinating for a modern paranormal legend to evolve before our very eyes. If anything, all our modern technology, like the internet and video cameras, just helps spread the paranormal stories even faster. And I think this all shows that this story may appear in different forms, but is actually a pretty old one. There's even an ancient Roman legend about Romulus dying and his body goes missing. Then one day, Proculus is walking to Rome. And uh uh-oh, who does he see along the way but Romulus? Oh, man. And no one's believing Proculus that he's seen Romulus. 
It's too outlandish. <laughs> oh, what, what what happened to those kind of names? <laughs> names are so boring now. I wish I was called Romulus Powers. That sounds pretty... Or Maximus. Maximus Powers. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. What would you... If you... You know, you're Rory Powers and, you know, you're like an entertainer, video creator, podcaster, all these different things. Entrepreneur. If you were called Romulus, what would you have done differently? I mean, I'd probably be a cage fighter for short. <laughs> I was thinking like, uh, you know, Wall Street trader or something. Or no, like higher end, like the guy who crunches the numbers behind the scenes of government <laughs> and... You know, the guy who's pulling the strings. Oh, 100%. I, R- Romulus Powers would be a cage fighter by day. And at night, I made Bitcoin. I created it. <laughs> you are... As a f***ing side hustle. As a goof, I made Bitcoin. You're, you are the mythical Satoshi. <laughs> what would... Uh, Proculus Greer be doing? Yeah, exactly. I think Proculus Greer would have summited Everest and K2 in record times. Wow, that's pretty impressive. You know, for sure, like uh, a grizzled explorer. Not Kit, though. (laughs) Kit's a podcaster. (laughs) I wonder how much your name impacts what you have done with your life. I think people have studied that kind of thing. Isn't there a name for the, the phenomenon where, you know, like if you have a last name that's a job, you end up more likely to do that job? Really? Is that true? I think that's a thing because there's so many like, you know... Peter Flowers out there and they're f-ing florists. Right. Or right. like, you know, um, Doug Smith and he ends up becoming a blacksmith. I get, well, that was the origins of the names, wasn't it? Like, yes. Where they came from. Baker was Baker's, that sort of thing. But apparently it flips around in itself, you know? Wow, that's weird. So you, we should really be calling our kids really badass names to make sure they have badass futures. Yeah. So I'm going to call my son Brad Maxi Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Maxi Muscle Beast Fist. I'm pretty sure Maxi Muscle is a copyrighted trademark, by the way. <laughs> He's going to be called Max Michelin <laughs> Monster Energy. He's going to be called Jack Creatine Powers. <laughs> and he's actually going to be pretty cool. I'll have you know. I mean, we were, um, me and my wife, we were, you know, watching YouTube and this um, vlogger, she sometimes watches, came up and the vlogger just had a baby and they called the baby Birdie Blue. That's what happens when you get a baby to name itself. <laughs> Imagine if you were going in for elective surgery and they go, uh, here, um, we must introduce you to your um, anesthetist. Uh, Dr. Birdie Blue, you'd be like, nah, no, absolutely I'm good. not. I'll go under the knife with no anesthetic, thanks. <laughs> I'd rather do this shit myself than have Dr. Birdie Blue <laughs> cut me open. Imagine you needed like a, a heart replacement and they were like, okay, we finally got a good heart. Uh, who's next on the list? Uh, Birdie Blue? F- that's just a dud name. So it must have been a hoax. <laughs> Move past it. Smith Roberts. Yeah, give that son of a bitch the heart. But if your surgeon is called Maxi Muscle Creatine Powers. <laughs> you'll at least give him a chance hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. But Rory, I've told you about Romulus and Proculus, but if you don't trust them on this one, how about the word of God? That's right, Luke chapter 24. That's right, Chocolus. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest, most badass man of all. And his brother, Roculus, he was a f literal stone. What are, what are you sound like we're talking about Transformers? <laughs> Roculus Prime? Optimus. That's right, Luke chapter 24, verse 13 in the Bible. Two guys are walking to Emmaus when they meet a stranger in the road. They talked to him about all the latest news and how Jesus of Nazareth had just been crucified. He seemed like a nice guy, so they invite him to stay for dinner. They think he looks familiar, but they're not really sure. But when he sits down at the table, takes the bread and breaks it, they're like, we've seen that shit before. Whoa. You're Jesus of Nazareth. And then he instantly vanishes. We, we kind of rushed into that really fast and went through it really fast. <laughs> Who's Jesus? What the f***? What just happened? All throughout history, from the Romans to ancient Bible stories right. through to 2011 and the Fukushima event in Japan, the same story happens over and over and over. One guy found this sufficiently interesting that he kind of looked into it in the 80s. A guy, um, Jan Brunvand, uh, wrote a book called The Vanishing Hitchhiker. So he wanted to document basically every time this story has ever been told. He said this story transcends Korea, Tsarist Russia, Chinese Americans, Mormons, Ozark Mountaineers. There's a Hawaiian legend where the goddess Pele hitchhikes incognito and rewards kind travelers she encounters before disappearing. In some stories, the hitchhiker turns up to warn people of impending doom or something that's about to happen before they fade out, a bit like the Mothman. Yeah, that's why you always give the Mothman a ride, folks, when you see him on the side of the road. He's obviously tired of flying. Always give him a lift. Because <laughs> he's going to remember your number plate and he's going to run it and he's going to find out your details. He's going to hunt you down. So Roy, like I said, we've had phantom hitchhikers ranging from 2,000 years ago right through to 10 years ago and countless witnesses to these paranormal events. Clearly something is going on. But is it truly paranormal? What are you thinking today? I feel like I 
know so much and so little about these cases, <laughs> aside from the fact that it's hitchhikers as ghosts getting into cars. I mean, is that all this really is, is like a sub-genre of ghosts? There's not really much more to it than that. It's like, instead of, you know, a, a ghost ha haunting a castle where they died and are full of regrets, it's kind of just a person on the road who has regrets at that specific point that then gets into cars. Yeah. I would say the only thing that maybe characterizes this as different is that you don't know it's a ghost until it's gone. Right. In normal ghost stories, people see like a Victorian woman who's half the opacity on her is 50%. She's see-through and you instantly know it's a ghost. Maybe she's even going, whoa. Got it. Full ghost mode. Whereas these phantom hitchhikers are... Like I say, seem like normal hitchhikers. They get into the car. Maybe they say, hey, I need to go here. I need to do this or that. And then it's only at the last minute you turn around and you go, hey, uh, where exactly are you going? Whoa. And they're gone. That's annoying. That's annoying. Imagine like going out on a date and you're like, you know, you know, meet up, have a nice time, chat during dinner. You're really, you're really clicking, having off. You're like, hey, you know what? Before we go home, why don't we just like go to this bar I know nearby? Let's like have a couple of drinks. We seem to be getting on pretty well. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Have a couple <laughs> of drinks. You know, she puts her arm on your shoulder when you're laughing. Yeah. You're having a great time. There's connections here. You run to the bathroom and you come back and she's like, Ooh, <laughs> am I dead? You know, like, oh, for. Well, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> Not again. For I need to start meeting girls at the graveyard. It's just a waste of time. Imagine you drove for like 20 miles trying to drop this person home. And it's like, yeah, where do you want to go? The f nuclear power plant? Weird. All right, let's go there. <laughs> it's like two hours out of my way, but you said you were good for it. You said you were going to pay up. And then uh, they just disappear. You have a romantic dinner and you go, hey, you know, why, do, why do we end the night here? Why don't we? Uh, I know this cute bar around the corner. They say nothing. They simply point straight ahead. <laughs> Not much of a talker, are you? But you are cute, so I'll keep this thing going. I just realized there's a cool crossover here. Why is it in millennial speak that when someone stops texting you back or blocks you on social media after a date, it's called ghosting? Yeah. I mean, it makes, they just disappear. It kind of makes sense. Lots of similarities. Pretty spooky to stuff. This case. <laughs> um, I, I take your point. You know, we, we are talking. Generally speaking, about ghost sightings, something we've talked about many times before. I just thought this was cool. This is a, a, a clear meme throughout history of the phantom hitchhiker. It's is quite it, specific. Is it still ghosting if you do it after like 35 years? Mm -hmm. Like if you get like married, have kids, buy a house, and then one day just whoo, right. stop, just disappear, yeah. stop replying, and you're like, yeah, it's not working out. I heard... <laughs> <laughs> I, well i think if you if you say it's not working out whoa i don't that's, think i don't think that's ghosting you've already given away too much yeah. of the information yeah, yeah you've said it's over yeah it's you've announced the ending ghosts can't file divorce papers no, no they no. don't have hands no. so anything and like ghosts, that you know what ghosts don't need expensive alimony payments i heard this is a big thing in japan you know in the movies you got your jason bournes of the world and whenever they need to disappear they call a, a shady guy who comes around and goes, okay, we're going to have to make this quick. You're going to be ready at 3 a.m. I'm going to have your new passport, your new identity. Oh, right, you don't yeah. tell anyone where you're going. You don't contact nobody and you start your new life over. It's going to be, you know, $65,000 and uh, 
Yeah. You're sorted. And if you want to bring your dog, it's going to be another 60 Gs. I always thought this was a fake thing. Apparently, this is a big business in Japan. Really? You pay. It's called, There's a name for it. I'll look it up. There's a name for this type of service that they can disappear you and they get you a new identity and move you across the country and get you all new papers. You got to be real careful when you're hiring a man to make you disappear. (laughs) There's a huge gray area within that uh, request. If he shows up right on time at seven with a sawed off shotgun, you best start running because you just paid that guy 75 grand to murder you. (laughs) (laughs) You need to... It could be anything. It could be a guy with a silenced pistol. You could have accidentally hired a wizard from a guild who's showing up with a spell and an eye of newt to make you disappear. (laughs) You're like, I wanted to stay in this dimension. I like this dimension. It's just my life I hate. All right, Rory, we're getting distracted. What's it going to be today? At the end of every episode, we have to decide whether the case is paranormal or not. So what what are you saying? I need more evidence. Fuck. You said I don't have any to give, (laughs) I'll be honest. You said that these cases were ongoing even today. Taxi cams have been around for a very long time, folks. Mm. In Ubers, in black cabs, in yellow cabs in New York City. If this was such a, a common phenomenon, how has this not been captured yet? on camera and this is frustrating because there are videos i just believe the ones that are most popular are fake yeah but you make a great point if this if this is happening all the time i don't know yeah taxi drivers as well similar to like truck drivers lorry drivers it's a tough job man it can be uh, a lot of hours a lot of late nights who knows maybe you're not in the clearest mindset when you're driving around at night picking up strangers Uh, That could be quite a weird experience. I've dipped my toes in the pool of sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw some pretty weird stuff when I was uh, really at the peak of um, staying up. So I I know how it can mess with your your mind. Mm. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think I need a little bit more convincing evidence for today's case. I think that's more than fair, Rory. I think what we're edging towards here today is a double no. It is. I pretty much agree i think this is a a really unbelievably fascinating case but i do think that until we have more evidence this is more of an insight into human behavior the human mind human culture history our myths that this is like a myth that's been around for thousands of years the phantom hitchhiker yeah and i don't know what it says exactly about you know what it means to be human but it clearly we're getting something from it and i know a lot of commentators have looked at the Tohoku earthquake and the taxi drivers who have seen the ghosts after this earthquake. I'm not saying they're right, but a lot of people have said, look, these stories are a way of the people processing what happened to them. And it's it's become a local myth, something that binds people, something that everyone can talk about and makes, you know, the loss of everyone seem a little less permanent. That's beautiful, man. But it is a double no. Double no, folks. What Horse a waste shit. of time. <laughs> I can't believe I... What's the point in reading about other cultures and histories if wow. it just leads to a double no? Thank- thanks for that, Kit. Bringing a double no to the studio today. <laughs> Thank you. After, what was it, last week? My double yes? Yeah, okay. My perfectly well, can All right, presented because, double because, yes. Um, my next deck case, it's, it's a guaranteed yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Any, Absolutely. What, what is it? I'll put money on it. Well, no, I won't put money on it because I haven't found it yet, but it's going to be. 
So you don't even you don't even know what the I have case a good is. idea. Okay. But it's right, it's all in my head. It's not on a Google Doc just yet. So you haven't written it down, you haven't researched it yet? Haven't even thought about it, no. But you're convinced it's going to be... It's all up here. All right. Do you have any idea what it's going to be about at all in the Granted, slightest? every single case I've ever investigated was a double yes in my mind until I put it on the page. Okay. But, but right it's now, perfectly formed up here. Right, okay. Every so, nook and cranny and piece of evidence is crystallized. Right, well, you just said I you could, had... I could get the Nobel Prize for the shit that's in my head. It's whenever I type it out, it becomes a child's creative writing project right okay so you seem to have a pretty clear idea of what it is inside your head so i'm going to count down from three and right as i count down you're going to tell me what the case is about well, right? i'm going to okay. try my best i mean could einstein just sum it all up in like one sentence i don't think so i think that was more or less e equals mc squared but he could give it anyway, a go right let's do the little countdown three two one uh do ghosts have Poop for brains. This is just a question, and it's a poor one at that. Do ghosts have poop for brains? And they do. <laughs> well, that's the f***ing twist. That's the double yes, brother. Well, I look forward to that one in uh, in uh, two weeks' time, because luckily I am hosting next week's episode, and I'm going to be serving up a little double yes of my own. <laughs> you host two ghosts have poop. You're like, <laughs> I steal your episodes. I wrote 5,000 words on ghosts having poop for brains. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's our best episode yet. It's three <laughs> hours long. As you can see, folks, through the evidence I've presented for you today, ghosts do, in fact, have poop for brains. This I is, win awards. Cut, cuts to the TED Talk. <laughs> the view count on YouTube just <laughs> going nuts. I'm getting interviewed on the BBC. And how did that question pop into your head, Rory? Such a such a big, groundbreaking question. Do ghosts have poop for brains? And I'm beside you like, yes, Rory. How did it pop into well, your head? Well, David, that's a good question, you know. Brains like this, they come around once in a million years. And these sort of ideas just just form. Just form in their, in, by they've, themselves. They've cut my mic. The security are dragging me out. <laughs> The crowd, you, no one can hear you over the crowd chanting, Rory, Rory, Rory. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's double no. <laughs> That's what this show has become, hasn't it? Um, but I, I do have faith in Rory that we will come back next week even stronger, bigger, and better. Just like Maximus Proculus creating himself and knock it out of the park with a double yes. Oh, yeah. If you just can't get enough This Paranormal Life, why not head on over to patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life, where from just $5 a month, you get access to a back catalog of full-length bonus episodes where we tackle the most incredible, unbelievable cases that are, well, other than the ghosts having poop for brains, which, you know... Do ghosts have pee for blood? <laughs> Those are the kind of big questions that make it all the way to the bonus episodes. That's right, and $5 a month gets you access to over 35 full-length investigations. If you want to get crazy, $20 gets you a This Paranormal Life commune t-shirt. Whoa! So you can uh, fit in with the other commune members. Patreon is a fantastic way of supporting This Paranormal Life, but if you do not want to support us financially today, uh, a great way of supporting the show is by leaving us a little review over on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere that you listen to This Paranormal Life. It actually goes quite a long way in getting us into the charts and helping more people discover the show. If you do want to check out Patreon, if you want to check out our social media, everything is in the description of this podcast. So swipe up on your player of choice and uh, all the links should be there. Just head on over to iTunes, hit that five-star button and say, Rory, it's a 10 out of 10. He's great. Kit's fine. 
gets good too, I guess. If you give us five stars, you can call me a dickhead. I don't care. Five stars, Kit's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Rory's great. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's, well, let's not get too carried away because I'm st- I'm seeing that this could actually happen. <laughs> all the big podcast companies are like, I'm hearing good stuff about this Rory guy from this paranormal <laughs> life. <laughs> if you could just ditch this f-ing anchor that's weighing him down, this kit fella, <laughs> you could finally make it to the big leagues. Next week, I'm on Joe Rogan, just me, talking about the new pod. <laughs> talking about poop and ghost brains. <laughs> bullshit thank you for tuning in this week if you have ever suggested ghost hitchhikers to us thank you for suggesting that there's i think too many of you to name today but thank you all so much thank you so much to cami toman for editing and amy grisdale for research on this week's episode we'll be back next tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale see you then bye bye